Greetings, stationers, and welcome to the second part of my year-end roundup of my favourite music. This year has been full to the brim of new releases, but also a lot of re-releases. So this episode is all about my favourite old music of 2022. All the reissues, repackaged, remasters, best-ofs and live albums that have been unleashed onto the music scene in the last 12 months. Now, I know there will be more that I've not covered, so don't get angry because I haven't talked about your favourite Peruvian nose flute orchestra or sludge rock band. This is the old music that caught my attention, and I'm bringing it to you like a cut-price Adrian Cronauer. So without any further ado, let's take a little trip back. with an undeniable classic, Revolver, the Beatles' seventh album. Another seventh album? This is starting to get spooky. Anyway, this one was originally released in August 1966, and it was their final album before they retired from playing live. It features a host of classic tracks. Taxman, Yellow Submarine, For No One, and, of course, the track you've just heard, Eleanor Rigby, which made a huge dent in the charts and became the best-selling single of 1966. Like many, this re-release is available in several formats, including a 5-CD and LP box set. I've stuck with a 2-CD version because, as much as I like the album, I don't need to listen to hours and hours of demos. That said, the version of Eleanor Rigby you just heard is take two. And in an interview, Giles Martin, who the son of producer George Martin, clarified what that means. So basically, ten minutes before, the song only existed on paper. The string players read the notes, recorded one take, 
and then did this one. So that's music history you've just listened to. Ten minutes before that, Eleanor Rigby didn't exist. That's the appeal of reissues such as this one. Giles Martin oversaw the reissue, which used technology developed for Peter Jackson's Get Back documentary to recreate a stereo mix from a mono recording. It's a stunning remix of an already outstanding album. On this version, you get the stereo mix of the album plus a selection of tracks taken from the bigger box set. Some are demos, but it also includes two new mixes of non-album tracks, Paperback Writer and Rain. Revolver's one of my favourite Beatles albums. It walks the line between the more psychedelic releases to come and the rock and roll roots that had just passed. Let's play another track. This is a stereo mix of And Your Bird Can Sing. Another classic band, some would say second only to the Beatles, is Queen. In 2017, the album News of the World was reissued in a box set for its 40th anniversary. Then it all went a bit quiet on the reissue front, until this year, when 1989 album The Miracle was given the deluxe treatment. This was the band's 13th studio album, and it was also the first Queen release that I bought after hearing the band and getting into their music. Growing up in the UK, it was nigh and impossible to ignore Queen. They're simply everywhere. Nevertheless, it wasn't until I started getting into prog rock that I started to pay attention to them. I can clearly remember going into town after college to buy the first single from the album, I Want It All, and then a few weeks later, getting the album. Can't say I was impressed with it. As a young man who wanted either complex songs with challenging themes and musicality, or straight-up rock songs, it didn't really grab me. It used synths too much, and electronic drums. Ugh. But I enjoyed some of it. 
That single was excellent, and the last track, Was It All Worth It, was probably the best Queen song I'd heard. Seriously. But the title track seemed far too sappy, and My Baby Does Me far too laid back and poppy. The next album, Innuendo, that was far more up my street. However, it was a grower. As the years went by, I found myself appreciating it more and more. Each track began to reveal more layers, and I can honestly say now that I think it's the best album they released in the 1980s. It seems superficial at first listen, very much like News of the World, but repeated listens really bear fruit. Which makes this reissue a must-have. As with Revolver, it's available in a number of different formats, with the 7-CD and LP version featuring the original album running order and a wealth of unreleased tracks and interviews. I opted again for the 2-CD version, with the remix of the album and a selection of the unreleased tracks, including a long-lost track, Face It Alone, recorded during the album sessions, but put aside for 30 years until it was finally finished. The Miracle deserves a re-evaluation. If you haven't heard it before, or, like me, you originally dismissed it, I'd urge you to have a listen to it. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. But let's go back to my young adulthood and listen to the first single, the uncomplicated I Want It All. And I'm giving it all And I'm giving it all And I'm giving it all 
I was first introduced to Weird Al Yankovic by none other than Gary Starr. He played Bad Hair Day at a party he was hosting at his flat, which sounds more exciting than it probably was. I think we spent most of the time watching Star Trek and drinking beer, which I suppose is no bad thing. Anyway, played this album that I thought was just hilarious. I vaguely knew the name, having seen the video for Eat It Once on TV, but it was an awakening of sorts. Long story short, I ended up buying everything I could get my hands on, which meant expensive imports in the 1990s, and Gary and I saw Al at his first ever European gig in Birmingham. Cut to this year, and Weird Al was the subject of a biopic. Based on a trailer made years ago by The Funny or Die on YouTube, Weird is a fictionalised, hilarious take on Al's life. Fittingly, it's a parody of a music biopic for the master of music parodies. Alongside the film came the soundtrack album, which, strictly speaking, isn't totally old music. Al re-recorded several of his most well-known tracks to use in the film, and they make up about half of the album. The other half is new music, specially composed for the film. What I absolutely love about this is that the score is a parody of a film score. You get real sweeping, majestic epics that sound like they should be in a Spielberg movie, and it then as a title like... Dad apologises. Oh, that's the track you heard just before I came back in, by the way. As an album, it works perfectly, and the re-recorded tracks are done with reverence to the originals. Here's an example. Al's most well-known track, Eat It. Just eat it. 
yogurt, have some more spam It doesn't matter if it's fresh or canned Just eat it, eat it Don't you make me repeat it Have a banana, have a whole bunch It doesn't matter what you had for lunch Just eat it, eat it, eat it, eat it Eat it, eat it, eat it, eat it In the last episode, I pointed out that lots of my favourite bands had released albums in 2022. The Divine Comedy most definitely fall into that category, although they didn't release a new album. They did release a best of, though, in the form of Charmed Life. This two CD, or three CD if you like, compilation covers the whole of the Divine Comedy's career from 1993's Liberation to 2019's Office Politics. Neil Hannon, the genius behind the band, has evolved his songwriting over time from orchestral pop to a guitar-based shoegazer into someone who can craft almost perfect pop songs in many genres. He can be an acquired taste, but I've loved his music since 1995 and he is constantly entertaining, even when the albums aren't quite up to scratch. I'm looking at you, Office Politics. Sadly, he doesn't make much impact in the charts anymore, but he still has a devoted following that keeps him making records. All of the hits are here, as well as some deeper cuts. This is a best of rather than a greatest hits, so if you like one or two songs, you'll find them, and hopefully you'll stick around for some of the album tracks. I'm going to play you one of my favourite latter-day tracks, Come Home Billy Bird, which is from 2004's Absent Friends. William wakes with his clothes on The morning call has been and gone And he might not make the flight But he will try, yeah Bit by bit it comes back to him A bunch of Belgian businessmen And a strange drinking game Oh God, why? He drives so slowly and he talks so much that it hurts Billy Bird's aching brain Yeah He runs from the cab to the check-in desk She says no way But William begs on his knees Please, please, please Well, okay Come on, Billy Bird International 
in sweat he finds his seat And with the luggage squeezed down beneath his feet He begins to think that things can't get no worse But then a voice says, bags the camp bestowed In the overhead lockers must go below in the hold Please let go, thank you sir Carousel screaming Damn my luggage All the hell I can buy A new shirt and tie Any day He rides from the airport Into town To the high school football ground Where his son Has just begun His big football Marillion continued with their EMI reissues with the deluxe edition of Holidays in Eden this year. This was their second release to feature Steve Hogarth on vocals, their sixth album overall, and it's easily their most divisive. Given instructions from EMI to make a commercial album, they teamed up with Chris Neal, who had made his name with Mike and the Mechanics. In part, it succeeded, as the album sounds very commercial indeed with pop songs No One Can and Dryland alongside some more regular Marillion fare. That both of those songs failed to make any sort of impact on the charts is ironic given how hard EMI pushed the band in that direction. Their next album, Brave, in 1994, would be a direct attempt by the band to push back against that, and that didn't really succeed either. But now the album has been given the deluxe treatment, and it's an impressive package, it were. Although, am I the only one that annoyed that these releases have gone from four CDs and a Blu-ray to three CDs and a Blu-ray? I don't want those extra audio tracks, or the B-sides and bonus tracks in this case, on a Blu-ray. I can't add those to my music library to put on my phone or tablet. Not that that's faffing about. Anyway, um, what sort of a monster listens to music through their TV? Anyway, rant over. Like the miracle, Holidays in Eden didn't really grab me on release. I had loved Season's End and thought Steve Hogarth was an absolutely excellent singer and frontman, but the album was just too polished and poppy. Over time, some of it has come into focus, but I'm sorry, Marillionites, no one can, waiting to happen, and Dryland are boring attempts at getting into the charts. The proggier tracks are great, the This Town trilogy and Splintering Heart are amongst my favourite tracks by the band. 
This release is a remix, and it does sound dynamically different. The guitars seem higher in the mix, and the drums don't sound quite so processed. And as usual, the extras are worth the price. There's a full gig from 1991 over two CDs, and the obligatory making-of documentary on the Blu-ray, as well as another live video. It's a worthwhile package if you're a fan, but if you're just curious about the band, Afraid of Sunlight or Marbles might be a better option. Either that or an hour before it's dark, as featured on my last episode. Here's the proggy opener, Splintering Heart, in a live format from the Hammersmith Odeon in 1991. Dream of the kids 
seems like the second half of the show is going to be all about the live albums and I'm connecting to the last album with Fish who released two live sets this year in The Last Straw and Vigil's End. Obviously we know Fish was the singer in Marillion from 1980 to 1988 and released four classic albums all of which have already had deluxe reissues. He went solo and had mixed success over the years before announcing his retirement in 2018. The intention was for him to tour Clutching at Straws, his last album with Marillion, in 2018. Then, in 2019, touring his first solo album, Vigil in a Wilderness of Mirrors, for its 30th anniversary. Following that, he'd release new album Welchmerz and tour in 2020 before calling it a day. Sadly, as we now know, Covid put paid to many touring plans and in the end Welchmerz wasn't released until 2020 and that final tour has yet to happen. In the meantime, to keep himself financially viable, Fish has been releasing live albums through his own Chocolate Frog label. 
The first of the year came out in February and captured the final show on the Clutching at Straws farewell tour. Recorded in Glasgow on the 13th of December 2018, it's a good set of songs, although Fisher's voice isn't what it once was and the songs have been dropped to key. There's also a bonus DVD of Fisher's appearance at the Cropredy Festival in August 2018. And as always with Fisher's albums, there are extensive sleeve notes. From The Last Straw, this is The Last Straw.
Released just before Christmas, literally, and so only just qualifying for a 2022 release, is Fisher's second live album of the year, Vigil's End. This one features the final show of the 2021 tour, which was intended to put Vigil in a wilderness of mirrors to bed. The tour was cut short to only seven dates due to ongoing Covid restrictions and was recorded at Leamington Spa Assembly Rooms in November. I loved Vigil in a Wilderness of Mirrors when it first came out in 1991. It seemed much more in the spirit of the Marillion I loved than Holidays in Eden. The follow-up Internal Exile seemed to cement that feeling. But whereas Marillion seemed to find their prog feet again, Fish seemed to flounder. A poor covers album and then a generic follow-up album caused me to part ways with him. I'd seen him live twice by that point, but after Suits, his third album of original material, was released, I didn't pay any attention to his music until 2004, when by chance I heard Marbles by Marillion and was hooked again. That made me dig into Fisher's pool of music, and what I found was a mixed bag. But I digress. Vigil's End is a good live release with a Blu-ray packed with extras. It could perhaps have done with some vocal overdubs in places, but the quality of the songs is undeniable. Either of these releases are good for getting back into fish if you've escaped the net, but if you want to experience him for the first time, track down Veltschmerz or the original Vigil in a Wilderness of Mirrors. Those are his best albums by far. This is the title track, Vigil in a Wilderness of Mirrors, from Vigil's End. It just frightens me how little some things actually change and how the feelings stay. As I said, Vigil, Veltschmerz, just linked. All come from the same person that still feels the same way. Listen to me. Just hear me out. If I could have your attention, just quiet. For a voice in the crowd In the crowd I get so confused And I don't understand to 
revolution But can you tell me just what fools in command When you can tell me the forces will fight They'll join you and I'll gladly make plans But for now just our t-shirts cry for you And our forces are bad bad Our minds are harnessed by knowledge By the hill and the will to succeed But if that's not what you believe Would you just let me know I'm not standing alone That I'm not just a voice in the crowd If the somebody out there Could be thrown down a line Just a little helping hand Just a little understanding Just some answers to the questions that I'm asking you If the somebody out there Some answers to the questions that I'm asking you I'll keep a vigil Oh, wilderness of mirrors When nothing here is ever as seen I'm reaching out I am so close I can touch it by the power Disappears When it's always so near One day we will find That we stand When nothing here is several as it seems I'm scared to shout In case I draw my attention from the powers That preside over our minds And our lives When they find what I want It's the deadliest weapon That is
Talking of anniversaries, 2022 was the 40th anniversary of Peter Gabriel's financially disastrous WOMAD festival. A lot has been said about it, how it almost crippled Peter and led to Genesis reforming for one night to help out their old bandmate, but it was undeniably an ambitious project which succeeded artistically, if not commercially. The aim was to bring musicians from around the world together and create an awareness of world music, something which Peter continues to champion and incorporate into his own work to this day. World music's not to everyone's tastes, although isn't all music world music? Philosophy aside, Live at WOMAD 1982, the live compilation released in July 2022, is a two-CD collection of mostly previously unreleased tracks from the event. The majority of the tracks here, such as the one you're currently listening to, are world music. Artists from India, Pakistan, Africa, Japan and more alongside familiar names such as Peters, Gabriel and Hamill, Robert Fripp and Simple Minds. The track playing is Raindrops Pattering on Banana Leaves by China's Chanjin Music and Dance Ensemble. This is an interesting album to listen to if you are open to new musical experiences. As prog fans, aren't we always? I personally love to hear new instruments and new sounds, although it can get a bit draining if it's listened to all at once. There are a lot of great musicians here, and surprisingly, it's the Western artists who are the least interesting. Peter Gabriel has two tracks featured, both previously unreleased. Biko, featuring Bristolian Bandekome, finishes the album, aside from two bonus tracks on the CD versions, and this version of I Have the Touch. touch.
Summer Shall Not Fade was released on the same day as David Longdon's solo album, Door One, and featured a live performance from the Lorelei Festival in June 2018. It captures fan favourites and deep cuts across two CDs and the same performance on a Blu-ray. It's one of the best live albums I've heard, certainly the best Big Big Train have released, and it's up there with seconds out or exit stage left in terms of power and performance. Amazingly, this was only the eighth gig played by this particular lineup. not that you can tell. I've already said a lot about Big Big Train in the last episode, so I'm not going to repeat myself. This album should be on your to-buy list if you're a fan of prog rock or live albums in general. Trust me, you won't be disappointed. I'm going to play out with Transit of Venus Across the Sun. This is Transit of Venus Across the Sun.
left unsaid So many deeds left undone The transit of Venus across the sun So many words left unsaid So many deeds left undone The transit of Venus across the sun So many words left unsaid So many deeds left undone So many tales without an end The transit of Venus across the sun So many words left unsaid So many deeds left undone Thanks for listening to this old music. If you've enjoyed listening to it, please buy the albums and support the artists. You can find links to buy each album in the show notes of the episode. At the very least, consider streaming them through your service of choice. Please also consider supporting the podcast by joining us on Patreon for only £1 a month. Patrons receive most episodes a week early and at least six bonus episodes a year. If you don't want to make a long-term commitment like that, you can still donate the price of a coffee by visiting buymeacoffee.com and searching for Revelation Station. You can send feedback on the show to revelationstationpodcast@gmail.com, and you can find us on Facebook. This has been a Revelation Station production.